A Japanese Dream in 79 Letters. An epistolary novel by Martin Glimmon. This is episode 3 out of 14. It contains 8 letters, all written December 1975. The text will be read by a machine. Therefore, you may notice some mispronunciation, from time to time, especially when foreign languages are involved, like French, German, Dutch, and so on. And there is another item, I want to bring to your attention, because the letters were written by a Japanese native speaker, and were given to me, to publish them, as they are, it may occur, that you will hear some semantic, or idiomatic errors. However, the text can be understood easily, and you will not be disappointed about that, I guess. 14th Letter December 2, 1975 Dear Hubert, thank you for your letter. I'll give you my dates for our accommodation purpose. Name Namiko Tsukura Place of birth Kyoto, Japan Date of birth December 24, 1952 Address Takakura Diri Hana Yoko Ogeru Shimo Kyo Ku Kyoto 600 Japan. Profession. A part-time teacher of English, at Notre Dame Girls Senior High School, in Kyoto until March, 1976. This information may be nonsense, because I contracted for one year, and after March 31, I'll definitely quit Notre Dame. Are these enough? As I told you in my last letter, that, to get visa, I'll have to present the official papers in which forms I must fill in my name, address and so forth. Among these blanks, there's such an item as, what is the purpose of your journey? And, duration of stay? For the purpose, I write, marriage. Is that right? And as for duration, I don't know what to write. One, year, is that alright? If we are getting married, should I write, forever? I don't think so. And I wonder, why they call the stay a journey. I imagine, even, if we get married, and if I remain Japanese, this is most likely, I will be, after all, almost the same as a long-staying traveler. And there's another item in this official form, that is, what will your means of subsistence be? About this item, I'm not quite sure what to write. Maybe this has something to do with our marriage. If we get married, you said I can get the grant. If not, you will support me in food and accommodation, won't you? Anyway, as I told you, it's possible for me to ask my parents to give some financial support. So I hope by the time this letter reaches you, I'll have received your next letter with your letter for guaranteeing me my stay. Or should I write? I'll get married and get the ground from the Dutch government. And about marriage, I'm sorry but I've already told the Japanese staff at the Dutch consulate that our marriage is not yet absolutely sure. I shouldn't have told him about that, but then I didn't know at all about the way of getting visa. Maybe that doesn't matter much, because who admits the visa is not, him, but the Dutch government, and officially, I do not yet have submitted the papers. Maybe. I'll submit them with your letter to them, and my parents' letter to them. I want to submit it before December 18. Because it may take about four months for the visa to be delivered.
how long it will take, varies with the person I asked. And by the way, I booked the aircraft ticket. I'll leave Japan at 14.25 p.m. on April 18, and I'll arrive at Amsterdam Airport at 21.35 p.m. Europe time, on April 18. I wonder if there's still a train at that late hour of the day to Utrecht. How long will it take from Amsterdam Airport to the station? As for the return ticket, in the case of the Aeroflot company, the cost doesn't exactly double, it's quite cheaper by about $92. So I'm wondering if I should buy the return ticket, it will be valid just as long as the ticket for coming. So the disadvantage of buying the return ticket is that I'll absolutely have to return after a year, otherwise the ticket will be invalid. And the advantage of buying that is that it's economical and I can return to Japan whenever I want within a year. So I'll think about that. By the way, the difference of cost between Royal Dutch Airlines may be quite great. Maybe about $167 or so. And again I wonder, correct me if I'm wrong. Whether I get the grant from the Dutch government or not when I marry you, though I remain Japanese. And by the way, are you already registered as a citizen in Holland? So you gave me that strange title. Your official future wife. I know what you mean on the one hand, but are you really sure of what you're doing? Anyway I hope you'll have good luck in your examinations and that arranging our accommodation won't take much of your time and won't disturb your study very much. Even if it's like a business letter, I was happy to receive your letter. So I say goodbye to you. My love to you, Namiko. Fifteenth letter. December 9, 1975. Dear Hubert, I hope you fine. I guess you now busy in your exams, but as I've not received your letter with the letter which I asked you to write on November 28 or so, I got a little worried. So if you've not yet written that, Please write it at once and send it at once. There's no official paper with the Dutch consulate in Japan concerning marriage purpose. I confirmed it. Your letter to the Dutch consulate, in which you've got to write, 1, your wish to marry me 2, financial assurance to your capacity and 3, declaration of yourself responsible for me, in other words, a declaration of you being my reference, must come first. So, please send me this letter if you have not yet done so. And for emergency, tell me your telephone number, though I wonder if you can give me that, as you living in a flat. But anyway, since I won't call you up except when it will be urgent, please let me know the number. Honestly when I don't get any letter from you for quite a while, I feel lonely and discouraged a little bit. So, how brief it may be, I urge you to write to me as often as you can. There's one question, which I forgot, whether I've already asked you that or not, even if you don't register yourself in Holland, can you get a grant from the Dutch government? When will your exams end? Tomorrow I have Cambridge exams. I'm now a little nervous. Actually for three days till yesterday, I had felt quite ill. My stomach was upset and had a fever slightly. When I don't feel quite well. My mental strength gets quite weakened. But now at the moment, I've quite recovered and feel good. So I hope you well and again I beg you to write to me oftener, because your letters are the sources of my delight and encouragement. With best wishes, Namiko. 16th letter. December 12, 
1975. Dear Hubert, thank you very much for your two letters. As they came to me on the days of my Cambridge exams, I couldn't answer them right now. Well, now, I'm very happy because the exams were over, though those exams made me quite tired. I had two three-hour papers, one reading comprehension paper oral, and oral exams. It sounds quite a lot, doesn't it? And again I have something more to ask you, firstly something about your military service. You mentioned a soldier's wife is well financed by the government, but what will a soldier's life be like? Does he leave his home quite a long time utterly? Or does he commute to the military base like an ordinary salaried man? If he has to live separately from home, then you're volunteering it right now would not all the more make sense, because if I cannot be all the time close to you, my coming to Europe will be meaningless. But anyway, as I've repeated over and over again already, I want absolutely you to stay at university in any case. I feel that your volunteering right now to the military service may equal to my daring to decide to marry you right now in the sense that both of them are a kind of bet in life. You might abandon university believing or depending upon an unknown factor in our marriage. The day might come sooner or later when you will come to feel that such a thing should not have been worthwhile doing. Although you ask me if I want to marry or not, I'm sorry, but I still can't answer that question right now. If I dare to answer, it's yes and no. But, even if I say now, yes, I can't marry before we see each other, naturally. So it's the matter of when I say yes or no. Besides that, as I told you in one of my previous letters, I'll get to Europe with some amount of money, with which I shall live for the time being and during the early days, I'll be as fast as I can to draw a conclusion about marriage. Maybe you write in stating that marriage can just make us financially safe, but I don't see much sense in marrying without any vision with a certain length to the future. Do you understand this? I mean that if it's already known beforehand that it will be quite probable for our married life to be quite fragile, I think it will be no use marring just to get money to live on. It may happen that it turns out that both of us have entertained an illusion to each other, which is one of my greatest fears. As for accommodation and food, although you mentioned in your very first letter of suggestion that you can assure them, but as you also said that a big flat is quite expensive, is it impossible for you to pay for that big flat until we get married? I heard, however, that sharing food would be economical. About university. I wouldn't mind much if I won't be allowed to enter your university, because I don't have much longing for an university life. I only want some situation in which I could study somehow. And the matter of entering university is concerned with what I'm going to do in the future, though, as I've already said, I'm not yet sure what I want to do in the future. One thing which I hardly want to do will be a full-time housewife in any case. Maybe I'll have to work. I'll write a letter to Amsterdam sooner or later. By the way, the address is Japan's Consulate, Kaisersgracht, Amsterdam. Is this right and is this all? You may think me quite unreasonable, but I fear that to work abroad will be quite hard. And I'm afraid with the immigration visa, they wouldn't hire me as a regular employee. Anyway, I think that, maybe, I shall have to do side jobs sometimes. 
If we get married, when shall we get allowances? I mean how long approximately will the official procedure take until we get them? For some time after I arrive there, including the case in which I shall rent a room, can't you manage the accommodation cost only with your grant? It's likely, but I'd just like to confirm that. For my part, I can't bring more than $1,500, because the government controls. So perhaps I must decide on our marriage before that amount of money is spent out. I wasn't much surprised to hear from you that your parents opposed to our affair, because I guess they are full of what they call common senses. But there is one thing which I'm a little bit worrying about and that is the following, do they oppose partly because I'm Japanese? Do they in some way stick to my nationality or do they entertain some prejudice to Japan or Japanese in general? But anyway I'd let them know that I have no intention to disturb or give disadvantage to the future of their son. As to your university, are you to finish it in June, 1978, if everything will go all right? Frankly, I see more disadvantages than advantages, in our carrying out, our, plan, as the adults may say. Maybe they are not disadvantages, but at least, there are so many difficulties. And I've had already a very pessimistic idea about the result, though, the result may depend on how much we shall make an effort. But even if I would remain in Japan, I'll have to look for a job, or do something anyway. Coming to Europe may do me much good and I hope, this event will help me, to get orientated in my future life, somehow. If I say, that, now, I have no hesitation or fear in this plan, it will be a lie, regardless of the many times you may tell me don't worry. And I hope, as the day of departure approaches, I'll get more decisive and realistic. So have you any idea how I can spend $1,500 and how long it will last on the condition that I won't spend much and be quite thrifty? Maybe it's hard to answer, but for example, if I must rent a room, how much does it cost approximately a month? You mentioned in one of your letters that you get the grant which amounts to $7,500 a year, but what's the currency? It's not pound, is it? Excuse me for this stupid question. Am I not yet realistic? I'm not sure of myself. But I still wonder if I don't need worrying much about the money once we get married. Is marriage so easy in solving the monetary things? You may say that you'll be as free as when you would remain single, but haven't you ever thought of the unconscious, psychological sense of pressure, caused by marriage? I'm not sure of this point myself, either, but once we get married, we won't be completely changed into another person. Do we? But after all everyone is a solitary existence. And I've heard many young Americans get easily married, easily divorced. Well, I must end here, because I have to go to Utah this evening. It's getting quite cold nowadays. Autumn has long gone. I hope you have good luck in your exams, but don't forget to write to me. Your letters have roughly two kinds. I really love your letters in which you can be a little romantic, or at least not speaking of reality. But never mind. Reality is necessity. With best wishes, Namiko. 17th Letter. Midnight, December 18, 1975. Dear Hubert, I hope that everything is going well with you now. 
A few days ago, I submitted the official papers plus your letter and my parents' letter to the Dutch consulate for getting visa. The staff at the consulate said that as soon as they get an answer, they'll tell. I'm not sure how long it'll take exactly, but I hope everything will work out. I must tell you that I have one vague fear, as a matter of fact, I fear that, as the day passes, your memory is getting fainter and fainter in my mind. You once mentioned that you don't want to forget me, but you want to keep me in your mind. That's the same with me, I want to keep you in my mind, and I think I have been doing so because I wanted to do so since I came back from Europe in August. Nevertheless, I feel such a fear in my mind. It may be partly because I'm clinging to your memory of those short summer days. You may say that we can see each other after four months and I know the day is approaching day by day. But I'm almost afraid that by the time we shall have seen each other, I'll get empty or changed in something I'm not sure. I think our love has not yet started in a true sense, maybe it's just starting. But, when I read your letter over and over again, I think I can come to understand you better, at least your opinion about marriage, though I don't understand it completely yet. In short, you think of marriage from a very free point of view. I'm ashamed to say that I don't have yet a very good idea about marriage. One thing which is sure is that I'm absolutely opposed to the conventional marriage which I've been seeing here in Japan. But the conventional marriage brings about stability. I forget whether I've already told you, but on the one hand I detest stability, but on the other, my nature, and probably almost everyone's nature as well, seems to seek a certain degree of stability in life. To take my brother's fiancé, for example, if you don't get bored, I can imagine her life of five years after, maybe they'll have a very stabilized home and maybe have children, and she'll be devoted all herself to the domestic affairs, her husband and children, in a word, a home. But when I think of my future after five years, nothing is clear, even whether I shall still live or not, I mean, whether I'll have decided to continue to live. Borrowing your words, it's a puzzle of life, and it can be also called an unknown quantity of life. By the way, I bought a book for learning Dutch. I've just started reading it. And I found it very interesting and strange to spell eas, meaning ice, and pronounced a's. And words like sneer, snow, and leer, lion, are really very funny. Do you by now well understand Dutch? Can you write it freely? As I decided to start studying Dutch, give me some advice if you have any. Incidentally why are you Dutch? I mean both or one of your parents are Dutch? Since the Cambridge exams were over, I have been drained in my mind in some way. It's Christmas season, isn't it? I received the pretty Christmas card from a Watif. She seems to be quite happy. And you remember Miss Yamazaki who had an American accent and who was in the same class as you in Oxford. During her stay there, she was very much worrying about her mother who was very ill for cancer or something. When she phoned to Japan on August 6, her brother replied their mother's life would only last for a month, but unfortunately, she died on August 8. Miss Yamazaki returned to Japan on August. 17 without knowing about her mother's death. I felt really sorry for her in hearing from her just recently. 
I saw her look very lonely and sad on the plane back to Japan. But now she said she's recovered the pieces before because her father got married again. So I don't want you to have a lonely Christmas. Enjoy your Christmas holidays. With my love to you, Namiko. 18th letter. December 22, 1975. Dear Hubert, I wish it were not winter. Winter and cold increases the sense of loneliness. Right now I feel a little depressed. I know it's not so good to write to you in such a temper, because a letter written in such a temper might make you feel sad as well. I sincerely hope that you are not feeling lonely and desolate very much. Even since I decided to go to Holland, what people are doing around me come to seem to have nothing to do with me. They're quite busy in their daily affairs. In short I feel a little alienated from the world around me. You may not understand me if I say that I feel a kind of guilty in going to Holland in this way. I don't exactly mean the moralistic thing. And I even don't know of what I feel guilty. If I don't get money from my parents for this purpose, I think this sense of guilt will be less. I'm no less unsure of what will become of my future than my parents. Their sense of anxiety infects me, though I know it's me who decides what to do in my life. If it's quite clear what I really want to do in the future, then the form of life will be conformed to that aim. As I told you several times, I'm not sure what I want to do in the future or what form of life I want to take. Perhaps I should recognize first of all what I can do, which I'm afraid, must be very few. I am a sort of sterile person at least mentally. Quite a few women wish to have children instinctively. This suggests they believe in the source of life itself. When they have their own children, they naturally take care of them as a part of themselves, and in a sense they're creative, or at least existentialistic. I don't have such instinct. For years I have been thinking of my own children. And I always ended up by being negative. I'm not particularly talking of children. I'm just feeling sorry to imagine that you'll find me someday how nihilistic and sterile. What can you expect in a nihilistic person? Maybe I should not speak of these things, but I think it will be worse to pretend to be quite innocent. However, I sometimes find it quite useless to apply the ready-made word nihilistic to me. I am what I am, and that'll be all. And when you told me that you accept my whole personality, as I, am, and I, was, I am still really glad. I'm ashamed, that quite often, I tend to make a stupid generalization of everything, or imprudent arguments, depending upon a fixed conception. I'm very sorry, but I've not yet written to the Japanese consulate in Amsterdam, because I'm still thinking of, what, and, how, to write, and apart from that, I think, there's still time enough. It's morning. My mind is quite fresh at this moment. And don't say that this letter is full of sadness. I wish I got a letter today, because I was eager to get one in a few days. By the way, what kind of a city is Utrecht? I happen to see a picture of Utrecht. Curiously enough, I cannot help but imagine Utrecht is not too modern a city. But it is a city anyway. My brother is coming home for the New Year holidays. I'll have to tell something about you to him then. I'm quite reluctant to do so. His opinion would also depress my feeling, I'm afraid. 
They are going to Hawaii for their honeymoon. He didn't want it because they'll spend a lot of money, but his fiancé insisted and he conceded. Someday I want to go to France, but I heard everything in Paris is so expensive that you can't enjoy yourself without a lot of money. And I hope to be through with my French study before I leave Japan. So I stop here and say goodbye. If you come back to Aachen, should I write to that address? With love and best wishes, Naomiko. 19th letter. December 24, 1976. Dear Hubert, it is my birthday today. As you grow older, you become more and more indifferent to your birthday and I think it quite natural. I'm inclined to be like that as well. But strangely as my birthday falls on Christmas Eve, anybody around me never misses my birthday. It's simply a matter of coincidence. And it's quite hard for me to reflect on a deeper meaning of Christmas. Incidentally I was born on this day about 9 o'clock at night, so they say. But I'm free today, and I feel like doing something a little bit special. I want to commemorate this day especially this year because I'm thinking that this year was quite meaningful for my life. So I went out to buy a big decoration cake. And then I looked at my old albums. And after that I'm going to listen to Christmas records. I have been expecting your letter, for a whole day today, because I thought it would be the loveliest present. But I didn't get one. But I think by writing to you especially on this day, I can make this day quite special. It's true how lonely I feel when I don't get your letter when I especially want it. But as I firmly believe you are sure to answer me to every letter of mine, and actually you did, I can count on the following days. But at the same time, I get a little anxious if something wrong happened to you when I don't hear from you more than a week. It's a story of quite a past thing, but in September this year, I got your letter on 1st and 30th. Can you imagine how eagerly I was looking forward to your letter in that period for 30 days? I'm not blaming you. But at the same time I wonder why on earth I didn't write to you even without getting yours. So this is the past. And now I decided to write to you whenever I like. When I had a chat with my mother today, she asked me doubtfully. Namiko, are there so many things to write to you that I write to you at least once a week? Tell me what do you write to him? Of course I didn't tell her, because I've recently quit telling my parents our details. I know many of my letters are quite naive, I couldn't have written those in Japanese. Nevertheless I enjoy writing to you, though, to confess frankly, my pen sometimes does not move smoothly as before. I never want to see again what I've written to you, because, then, I'll be awfully ashamed. Even if something critical happened, and our relation comes to naught, before even seeing each other again, I won't regret it, because, though for a short time, you gave me a dream, you played the part of my lover. Though, nobody knew, what was happening secretly in my mind, I often felt a bliss, though a solitary bliss. If you promise you don't get angry, I'll tell you. One day at dinner table my father accidentally said, Hubert must be a romantic person to come to like an unknown oriental girl. These words are absolutely not my invention, this is what he said. In greeting the new year, we do a lot of preparations, for example we order rice cakes and on the 31st this month, we prepare special dinner set. 
they have been repeating this custom for years and years. On the first three days of the new year, everybody is gay. Drinking alcohol, from the morning till night. I don't like these three days. I always wish they passed away quickly, though in my childhood, I feared these merry days were over so quickly. In this letter I don't feel like writing anything realistic. I wonder if your exams are already over this month. I hope so. So I conclude this letter here, wishing to get your letter tomorrow. Namiko. 20th letter. December 25, 1975. Dear Hubert, thank you very much for your letter indeed. As a matter of fact, I've written two letters to you which might reach Utrecht during your absence. In them I complained a little bit if you're not writing me. But it's quite probable that the postal service is delayed, because I got your letter today which you wrote on December 13. So I'll send this letter to Arkan. And I hope you'll be lucky enough to pass your exams. But what will happen if you fail in one? And as for mine, the result will be given to us a few months later. As for my nationality, it's true, that I feel like keeping my Japanese nationality, at least for the time being, because everything is still so unsure. About insurance, I intend to pay for an insurance company, which might be American Home Assurance Company, before, I, leave Japan, as many travelers to foreign countries do. Even before going to Europe this year, I paid some amount of money. As I told you, I'll decide, whether to marry or not, after being in Holland for some time. But hearing from you that I could enter your insurance, I felt relieved somehow. I'm glad to know that you're enjoying your Christmas holidays at home. I know the word, happy-go-lucky because I learned it in Oxford. It's really a funny word. At a glance you didn't look quite serious, I mean my first impression of yours. But I don't think we always have to take life serious. It seems to me that you just balanced enough in your way of taking life, sometimes you would take it serious, but most of the time, you, or your consciousness try to take it quite easy. Is that right? For my past, I may tend to take it quite serious as a result of my disposition, but to be more accurate, I just pretend to be serious. However seriously you take life, life is life. And a too serious looking person may sometimes look comical, to the eyes of others. And some think life a comedy, and some tragedy. If I think life is comedy rather than tragedy, then it will ease the burden of life in some way. But, even after supposing life is tragedy, life may be still tinged with comical factors. So I don't think it's quite worthwhile to take life very seriously, unless you cannot help doing so. So I don't know exactly whether I am taking life serious, but how do I look to your eyes? Though after all, you don't have to exactly decide. But what is quite certain, is, that I don't look back upon the past much, I'm inclined to look further into the future. It's an irresistible disposition of mine, and if I could, I want to be able not to mind seriously what's going to happen in the future. It's a difficult thing for me to do. If I had been able to do that, my life would have been quite different. Maybe, for that matter, I would have quit my university before graduating it, or even I would not have entered my university, if I had decided what to do in my life at the age of 18.
so I wrote quite a lot about quite abstract matters. I really admire and love your nature. To do what you want. I wish I could do that as well. Anyway as I want to see you, I'm going to do so. Last night I drank four glasses of beer, because it was my birthday. I felt quite good. Recently I don't drink whiskey. The hangover because of whiskey is really terrible. But ordinarily I don't drink. So when I drink sometimes, it tastes really nice and does me good. So I hope you're enjoying drinking beer. But don't drink too much. As for the letter to the Amsterdam consulate, I've not yet written it, as I've told you in my last two letters. Maybe I will sooner or later. So tell me the address of the embassy in The Hague someday. Incidentally I think it will be easier to be a student than to be a worker, if I can live, which according to your words, might be possible. And as I told you in my last letters which you might not yet have received, I started learning Dutch by myself. There are many words in Dutch whose meanings I can guess with the knowledge of English. Dutch language seems like a language in between German and English. And to imagine the day when I have a certain command of Dutch, makes me happy. So your last letter was indeed a lonely Christmas present, which pleased me very much. And I hope you'll have a happy new year and I'm looking forward to hearing from you from Arkan soon. Bye, Namiko. P.S. Do you know the zodiac signs? There are 12 signs. And the year when I was born possesses the sign of dragon. And next year, 1976, falls on the year of dragon. I stamped this mark above on the postcards which I send in the new year to my acquaintances. And I wish to be as strong as a dragon. So happy new year. Namiko. 21st letter. December 31. 1975. Dear Hubert, I hope you have a happy new year. Incidentally, I've got to tell you something, which I'm really reluctant to do, so, that is, well, my brother came home, for his new year holidays, and we discussed our affair. He advised me, to make more investigations, concerning your personality, for what he's worrying most, is, whether my future husband is a good person or not. Of course, I'm believing you absolutely, and it's rather a shame to tell such a thing. But my brother insisted on getting more information about your personality, say, from one of your friends. So, if you don't mind, I'm sure you do mind, could you give me an address and a name of a bosom friend of yours? My brother suggested a case, in which you deceivingly invite me, and later you would sell me as a prostitute to some place. It's a shame just to speak of such things. He, and most of the adults say, it's always a woman, who will be disadvantageous and cry at the end. And my brother goes on to say, that I'm so young, and not to be able to know men's psychology and to recognize a man. But who can recognize a man from the beginning, absolutely? I assure you, that, if I had not believed you from the beginning, do you think, I could have accepted your invitation from the beginning? So, I see it quite probable, that my brother's opinion is simply absurd, but it's not true, that he's totally opposed to Marian European. He even says, that poverty and hardships do not matter much, because they are natural products for a young couple. What he thinks, is most important, is the personality of my future spouse. 
I think it quite absurd and nonsense to make an investigation of you, and if you really want to refuse my asking, I dare not to ask you any more, because I'm putting a trust on you, alright? But if you don't take much offense and if you could, will you please let your bosom friend tell about you and let it be told me? For my part, if you're interested in hearing such information from a friend of mine, just let me know. I know, what I've written so far in this letter, is quite nonsense and very strange, but I sincerely hope, you'll not get angry. Another thing that my brother firmly advised me is not to make an illegitimate child. I agree with him in this regard. As I told you, I don't want children of my own, so I'm going to do my best in preventing conception. Incidentally I heard that in Europe, it's quite easy to get pills for preventing conception, but is it true? But if I should be pregnant, I'd rather abort it. At least, I'm thinking like this at the moment. And abortion is quite easily done here in Japan. I'm really afraid to be pregnant, though I'm not sure yet whether my body is by nature sterile. So I'm terribly sorry for writing much about the depressing things. By the way, you mentioned that if we get married, I'll need an official paper of my birth register. But is it alright, that it's written in Japanese, naturally, or do we need a copy in another language? And one copy is enough? As for a job, frankly, I'm reluctant to teach small children at the primary school or something like that. My brother made me all the more depressed by saying that I am ungrateful to my parents. He said that I've not been doing anything good to my parents. So if we get into trouble and I have to return to Japan, I won't be able to depend on my parents anymore then. It's quite reasonable. But one thing which is sure is that I'm really thankful to you in the sense that you become at least a motive to change my life. Otherwise, I would continue to be timid and live an unsatisfactory life here in Japan. My brother asked me, why do you feel the need to take a risk deliberately? To him, what I'm going to do seems to be something unimaginably reckless. And he confessed that he'd rather advise me to take the safer way. But for all my remarks about my brother, please don't criticize him. He began to sob while we were speaking, which made my heart quite sad. I'm now reading D.H. Lawrence's Sons and Lovers, in which there's a character of a small child named Hubert, who is Miriam's little brother. So my dear Hubert, I'm very glad that you passed some of your exams and I hope you had good luck. And try to continue your study in a good mood, okay? This is the last day of the year 1975. So with my good wishes and love, goodbye, Namiko. This was the third episode of the epistolary novel. A Japanese Dream in 79 Letters, by Martin Glimmon. The text was read to you by a machine and therefore some mispronunciation may have occurred here and there. And as I mentioned earlier, in the intro, it also may have happened, that there were some errors in the construction of sentences, or some imperfection in the use of the correct vocabulary. I hope it did not disturb you too much. Thank you for listening and goodbye.